Hello, Hidden Pearls Podcast fans. Welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, Week 11, Game 10. This time, the 49ers are traveling across the country to Jacksonville, Florida to play the Rising Jaguars, who come in 2-7 and seven, but have won for their last four. This week with the game on Monday night, we are letting the rest of the Niners try and rest up and get ready for the game. So today, it is just the Kittle gang who is, who is gathered to talk a little ball, stay in touch, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, George. Hi, I'm Hi. George. I'm your guest for the evening. Um, huge fan of the podcast. Really happy to be here right now. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> well, we're so grateful you could make a little time. We know it's a short week and you're very busy. So we have a little bit of an abbreviated show, but we're very grateful that you could take time to join us. So thank you. But I'll do anything for my family. We uh, love you. you. Okay, uh, let's talk. Uh, it's been processed a little bit, but just a couple points. So beating the Rams, congratulations, great game, super fun. It was a great atmosphere at the at Levi's, so fun to win at home again. So you guys are three to four-point underdogs on everybody. The Rams came in seven to two, and they were coming up here to drop some pain on the Niners. This was going to be the one they were going to get. Everybody in the media bought in after last week's loss by the Niners to the second-handed Cardinals, who only had about a third of their original starting lineup. Yet there were some rumors, some murmurs on the outliers about a Niner victory possibility. The Cardinals had just lost to the Titans and maybe they weren't everything they were made up to be. And KS? The Cardinals or the Rams just lost to the Titans? Oh, I'm sorry. Rams. Thank you. Yeah, George, George, uh, I'm going to pause it for a sec. Come forward a little bit. All right. So George and I's grandpa has the most insane eyebrows ever. And when George and I wear beanies, we both have super long ones. (laughs) You can't see it. No, put your hat down because they curl up over the front of your hat. (laughs) Okay. Say something so the camera flips back. Yeah, he's not going to do it. I'll do it. Eyebrows? Carl, Carl brows are in full force right now. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> all yeah, right. yeah anyway. there were some murmurs about a Niner victory. The Rams had just lost to the Titans, and maybe they weren't everything we thought they were going to be. And a good old Coach Shanahan, he had four in a row against his friend and arch enemy, McVay. So maybe there was a little bit of magic left in the Niner tricky bag. But the Rams had just signed Von Miller and ODB. And people OBJ. Were OBJ. Oh. Did you say OBD? ODB. Isn't it Odell Beckham? Yeah, Odell Jr. So O B J. Oh, I always leave off the J. O B D J. Okay. Anyway, and you fixed all that up. Anyway, so what were the chances? So George, what was the attitude that week going into the game, and how was the team preparing? Was it all good? Exciting? Um. Well, I mean, you get to play Monday Night Football, which you get to do once a year. Uh, Pretty sure. I think. I think you only get to do it once a year. But um, it's, a, it, it's a big deal uh, to be able to go out there. You're the only game on the entire day, last game of the week. Everyone's watching. So if you're not inspired or if you don't have good vibes, like you're excited to play, then you're in the wrong profession, really. Um, I mean, like talk about the man in the arena or the gladiator. Like that, that, is, that is what it is. And so um, our team had a great mindset going into the week. Uh, we got a great game plan from our coaches, had good days of practice. Um, got better. And I mean, just, I think guys went into the game confident, you know, we've like, we said, 
we lose a lot of games because we make a lot of turnovers. And we thought that if we eliminated turnovers and maybe got one or two on defense, you have a better chance to win. And that's about what happened. We had zero turnovers and we had two turnovers their first two possessions. And we're able to just uh, keep chugging along as an offense. And also going from the 31st or 30th best team in the NFL at third downs to converting the first five, that helps winning games also. It was unbelievable. So you just named all the stuff. I had just keys to victory here. Season high rushing, you had 44 attempts for 156 yards. Just stop there. And let's just talk about that. The goal going into the game was rush the ball 40 times. 40. And that's insane because no one rushes the ball 40 times. And the, I'm sorry, the only way that you're going to rush the ball 40 times is if you have a long time of possession, you're going to have long drives. You have to convert a ton of third downs, which we did. Right. And the fact 44 is amazing. Give me one second. I'm so sorry. I'm getting a FaceTime call from Ross. To- Not now, Ross. I know he's called me three times. Sorry, Ross. It's okay, Ross the boss. You know he's just thirsty. He's thirsty to play some uh, some video games. It's our time. All the wives, all the girlfriends are gone on their way to Jack, Florida. We have time to bond as men via an Xbox. Woo! The new Halo games out. Woo! Can't wait to dabble in that when I get back from Jacksonville, but a little bit tonight just for fun. This player's gone. Now back to the forty runs. Yeah, that is. Like I said, it's one of the most fun games I've been a part of. I think we had forty. We I think we had forty something against the Vikings in the play, divisional round of the playoffs or whatever that was, um, and that was one of my favorite games I've ever played in. But um, one of my favorite things about this game specifically was we do all these um, with a motion, and we have two guys double team the edge, and you go up to the, the corner or the safety, and we were able to do it with um, the first person that did it was. Jeff Wilson, no, it was Debo Samuel was the blocker who was inside out. And then when Jeff Wilson and then Trent Sherfield got in on it and then Jeff Wilson came by again and then Juice finally got it. And the fact that we could do that with four to five different players and have confidence in it, it kind of opens up the game because then you can do that out of any personnel. And it's pretty cool. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, One of my favorite plays. It's very fun. Okay. Well, yes. Right. So, then- well, I just want to say, as a fan, I went into the game extremely confident because you playing, like you personally playing against the Rams, has always been a show. Um, so, yeah. I, I do play some good ball against those boys. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, we're all in. Like you said, no turnovers. That was huge. That was kind of a key to the game. You know, before with the cards, and then you got the two interceptions. The first one, huge. Not sure what they were doing on that one. And we're going to get to that drive in just a second. And then what you mentioned was the third down conversion rate. You guys had only been a little under 33%. And then you boomed it up. And it was unbelievable, the conversion rate. So Jimmy had a great one and running yeah. the ball right up. So, well, okay, talk, so. Talk about the first drive, too, because it was 18 plays, 11 minutes. 11 minutes and three seconds, too. Don't, like, don't throw off those three seconds. And what's crazy is um, we – there was a drive by the Washington Redskins the day before against the, against the Buccaneers. There's like, I think, I think it was a 10 minute and 23 minute drive. Sorry, 10 minute and 23 second drive. And that was again, and that was against the Bucs. And I think it was 18 or 19 plays, but we tied them for most plays in a drive this season. But I think we have the longest drive of the season so far at 11.03. And 
We also were one of three teams in the history of the NFL to rush the ball for 13 times on a touchdown scoring drive. Wow. 13 rushes on the first drive. That is ridiculous. Exactly. That was honestly, that was such a thing of beauty. You know, he caught that thing and they got knocked down right away by OBJ. And then uh, there you go. You're on the nine yard line and you got 91 yards out and just pound, pound, pound. Cause I think you ran two of the uh, outside zones to the right with the little chip block, right. With two different guys. And then from there, it was just kind of ongoing, ongoing. You had a, I think two third down conversions, or was that not on that drive? I know you had at least. I, 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 had, two, I had two third downs on that drive and a touchdown. And a touchdown. Well, a, yeah, you did. Well, tell us about the touchdown and the closing play there, George, to end that drive out. Oh, let's see. I had a corner route. Um, and basically, the whole coaching point on that was I just had to get inside their uh, their linebacker because if you're really outside the linebacker, then he turns with you and he matches with you, or he can. Um, but went inside, and then that put me in between the safety and the corner on the outside, and I just had to roll out and find a little soft spot right there. And then Jim gave me a high ball and uh, allowed me to go up and make a play on it. It was a beautiful uh Beautiful thing. It was fun too because Coach Shanahan said, "Hey, just get inside this guy, and he'll be wide open." And wow! Wow! Uh, you know, you looked wide open, but those they closed it pretty quick, man. Yeah. I mean, it was that was a contested catch. I mean, I thought they did a great job coming to the ball, and you did a great job going up for it, pulling that baby down. So that's good. Okay, so then I just kind of want to ask, just for fans, um, like toward the end when you guys went to thirty-one ten, and it's in the fourth quarter, you're like, I'm doing the math. It's like. It's, it's, you know, you're still playing, but so how did that feel sitting on the sidelines? You know, cause it, it, there's been some frustrating games. You guys have struggled a little bit here and there. haven't showed up the way you wanted to. That had to feel pretty good. Was there just kind of a, not euphoric cause again, it's just one game of many yet to play, but uh, that had to feel pretty good on the sideline there as you guys were kind of letting that sink in a little bit. Um, yes. So I'm huge on the 24 hour rule. So you have 24 hours to celebrate a loss, 24 hours, more, sorry, 24 hours to celebrate a win. 24 to mourn a loss and definitely like, I mean, you're still focused on the game. Does it feel good? Yes. Grant, same time we were up 38 to 17 against the Lions, the minute and a half left and somehow almost right. gave that. So like we were all kind of still sitting on the edge of our seats because it's still Matt Stafford, Cooper Cub. I mean, like they could for it. Like you never know. We could run the ball. Turnovers happen. Stuff happens. So, you know, the game's never over, but, like, it was great vibes the entire night. Our stadium was rocking. Um, I don't know, but, like, one of the things I felt, like, I was kind of, I want to say, uh, not disappointed, but just irked because I was just like, this is the way we should be playing. And it didn't take any magic uh, coaching point, magic inspirational speech. No, like, we, have a, we have a team of very good football players, and we just weren't playing team football. And I couldn't, I don't have an answer for that. Uh, we just weren't in sync. And just to see the team flow like that, uh, it was awesome. And I think that kind of – it just kind of reminded the guys, like, all right, that's how it's supposed to be. Like, how do I, I got to do that every single week now? Because, like, at the end of the day, primetime games, like I said, you're the man in the arena. If, if you don't get pumped up for a primetime game, you're doing the wrong thing. Like, it's easy to get pumped up for. It's the it's the 1 o'clock, one fifteens, the noon kickoffs. Like, that's the, like – yeah, hey, I'm still playing football, but it's a lot easier to have more energy, in my opinion, at the end of the day. So it's just we got to bring that energy, guys, to play inspired, have fun, you're living your dream. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, it was really complimentary football too. Cause I mean, I think time of possession was like 40 to 20 almost. And when you do that, <laughs> Stafford's sitting over there getting cold and your defense is resting the whole time. And that's the other thing we haven't really talked about, but they didn't have as many snaps as they've had in the past because of the, the turnovers they got, got them off the field. And then you guys did a great job converting on third down on those long drives with the run and the ball. So the Rams didn't have very many possessions and, and the Niner defense just played out of their mind. It was amazing. We had two possessions in the first half besides the knee. We had an 11-minute drive, and then we had like an eight-minute drive the next time. Right. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. All right, cool. That's all I can talk about the Rams. Okay. Have dinner yeah. to eat. All right. All right, quickly then, just the Jags. So, Niners come in four and five. They had a victory of the, the Rams. The Jags Jaguars. From right. Jackson. They're coming in at two and seven. Uh, just lost to the Indianapolis Colts, 17 to 23. And so it's a little, it's kind of flipped around, you know, it's a little bit opposite. Last week was seven and two and you won there in the two and seven, but this one's a little weird because they lost their first five and then they won two of the last four. And one of those was over the bills. We know is a really good football team. So they're doing some good stuff. So I guess one of the things just, I think people were kind of curious about when you travel cross country like this, cause you're going Cali all the way to the East coast to Jacksonville. When do you guys leave? What do you guys do to adjust to that kind of time differential? And, and do you do anything personally that's helped you? Uh, well, we leave two days before the game, and so it's usually Fridays. Every time we leave the time zone, we leave on Fridays. Just so, like, let's say this. If we left on Saturday to go to Jacksonville, uh, we wouldn't get in until, like, 9 p.m. at night, maybe 10. Like, I think we land at, like, midnight Saturday, um, fr Friday night. And so we have to go two days early so you can sleep, get kind of accustomed to it, um, which I'm a huge fan of. And one thing I really love about leaving on Fridays, it just kind of gives you that um, whether it's a five, six hour flight plus your hotel room, it just kind of gives you that time to yourself and there's no one else except for the team. You feel the energy. Um, you have like, there's no, there's no family. There's no obligations. There's no nothing you have to do. It's just football. And we've always done, I think we've always done really well on the road. Um, it's a thing that we're good at, but just, I think our team does a good job of getting locked in and not really paying attention to anything else going on on the outside. Cool. So by so, Sunday then? Do I like sitting in a plane for six hours on a Friday? No. But I'm okay with it. I get to chat with the guys, hang out with the tight ends. I get to watch uh, watch guys play cards. You know, they what is uh, a lot of, lot, of, lot of good card games going around. We play a lot of Uno. That's a fun fact. We do play Uno. Okay. On the plane? Yeah. You'll have crowds of guys playing Uno. Do you uh, download anything special for the rides or for the plane rides? Uh, any new movies that are coming out? There's a couple shows out that I'm going to give a shot to. Uh, Claire tried to watch Yellowstone. She flew to Nashville today, and she tried to watch Yellowstone without me. And I canceled. Yeah, I almost canceled our subscription, so she couldn't do it. I was so mad. <laughs> I haven't even watched it yet. I haven't watched the new one yet. Yeah, neither have I. My wife's not here. I can't watch it without her. It's heresy. She'd kill me. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, uh, excited about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I get to see my boy CJ Beathard again. CJ beat hard. Very pumped. And we're in trade jerseys. I miss the guy. Um, it's crazy. Played nine years with him in a row. Nine years. Right. First year since high school, I haven't played football with CJ Beathard. So that's a little odd. I miss my brother. Uh, brother. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to see him. We're, I think we're going to get some food on Saturday. So I told him if I get food poisoning, I'm blaming him. 
No doubt. Be careful. Oh, um, doubt. I'm also excited to see my guy Dan Arnold, tight end. Uh, I got to work out with him this offseason up in Dubuque, Iowa. Uh, he's just got traded there this season. was in Arizona last year, and then Carolina got traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know him and see to your boys, so get to go see him again. He's, he's good people. Yeah, he's rising hard on the fantasy polls with the tight end groups. He's had really good weeks, so he's, he's doing a good job. Worked out with him multiple times. He's a very talented athlete. Yeah, so it's cool. Okay, well, Jags Niners, guess how many times they've actually played? Jags Niners, 62. Six. Ever? Ever. Wasn't the Rams 142? 143. Now yeah. it's 104. Okay, cool. All right, cool. What's the record? Uh, let's see. You've won the last three, and I think it's it's either four. I think it's four and two. Niners. Cool. Keep it going. Right. Lucky. That's my mom. Okay. There it is. Lucky seven. All right. Uh, well, let's see. So by this time you've uh, watched a little tape and all that kind of stuff. Just, uh, you know, what, maybe what kind of game do you think the fans should be looking for? And what are you guys thinking? And who are the top players for the Jags defensively? Uh, 41 and 44 are the top guys for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they do have a lot of good players. Um, I think they have a very good scheme defensively. Um, they're very gap sound. They're very good against the run. Um, and they have, they, I mean, they're very athletic at the end of the day. Their edge guys are violent, aggressive. Um, I think they're good players. Like it's going to be, um, a lot different than last week. I feel like the, the Rams are, they're pass rush specialists and they kind of dare you to pass because they have a, they have a, an excellent secondary, um, and then they just want their ends and Aaron Donald to work, right? So they, they dare you to pass. And um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're, I think they're just more gap sound, honestly, and that they're going to – you have to really commit to the run. Um, I don't think there's a chance we run the ball for 44 times against them. We're going to have to pass. Uh, and at the end of the day, we have to beat man coverage. They play a lot of man coverage. Um, and that will be exciting for us because – uh, not a lot of teams have done that. We go against a lot, a lot of zones. And so they play a ton, like I said, especially on third downs. And uh, it's going to be fun. When you play man coverage, you get, a, you get to have a little bit more creativity to your routes. You get to add, add a little extra sauce on it. Um, and each play is completely different. You know, uh, you, have, you have no idea what you're going to get. I mean, you might have a guess, like, based on the leverage and the safeties. But uh, when, it's, when it's man, it's a lot of fun out there. Uh, just compete one-on-one against somebody. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, like I said, most excited though to get a CJ Beathard Jackson Jaguars jersey. That's have you be- talked to him? Have you talked to him this week? How's he? How's he doing in prep? He's doing great. If you look, there's a link on Twitter. He he told me that he said in an interview that I could play any position on the offensive side of the football field except for quarterback because I have a terrible arm. I said, "Thanks, right. CJ. Thanks. You look like a tight end." CJ's <laughs> <laughs> look the exact same since college. And he, he's got his, he's got his full uh, Northern Woods look. Yeah, he looks uh, he's all out this week. So, okay, that's good. And, hey, before I forget though, I just want one shout out. I thought your boy Brunsko played pretty good because he they they did a lot of one on one. He had three technique, Aaron Donald there, and it wasn't always pretty. But he I thought he battled his ass off, and um, you know he didn't cost you. You know what I mean? I thought he really stepped up his game and and did a great job. So just a quick shout out. But I, the whole line for everything that they were facing, thought they did a great job. So, Yeah, they were excellent. Um, they really were. They did a great job. Uh, both sides of the line did a great job. 
I want to do give a quick shout out to on the fake field goal play by DJ Jones. He read that that oh. wasn't his responsibility. A long stride, short stride, strike, incredible. So big shot. Unbelievable. But back to my guy Dan Brunskill. Yeah, um, uh, I'm a big fan of Dan and the way he approaches the game. Um, I mean, every second I see him not doing football stuff, he's studying game tape, and so he. I mean, it's all effort. It really is. He puts himself in position. Uh, to win and succeed. And so you gotta, I love it when, when guys, they put the work in and then uh, they get the opportunity and then advantage of it. And he, uh, he played really well. We had a couple third downs that on the first drive, one of the third downs I converted, he had a one over and it was Aaron Donald. He got him to the side. And I mean, Aaron Donald's one of the best football players in the history of the NFL. And he can literally win you a game by himself every single week. There's not a lot of football players like that. There's just not. So the fact that you can go up against him and win sometimes, it's a big deal. Pretty cool. Yep. And so now on to the fashion preview. Um, my, my fashion preview is the hat I'm wearing. It's resilient. It's got the nice SF logo or my equipment manager hoodie that you can't buy anywhere. So I'm just showing it off because it's really cool. And everyone always asks me, but it's mine and mine only. <laughs> and the EQ guys. Um, Mom, I love your shadow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. So much. Thank you so Jordy, much let's, um, Jordy, what's Jordy? We know that this has been a really big week and obviously stacking all the things together. So mentally wise, what's one thing that you've done this week to kind of keep your mind right? Breathe. Just take 10 minutes and just breathe. And I don't know for me, like there's sometimes I can not think about anything and just focus on my breath. There's other times I think about, I visualize football stuff. Um, but just just lay down for five to ten minutes by yourself and just breathe. It's very helpful. It's calming. You can think about stuff. We're so attached to phones and people pulls and directions at all hours of the day. Um, so just take five, ten minutes yourself. Lay down. Put your feet up. Just breathe for a little bit. Um, that, or you call your mom and you tell her you love her because that helps too. Oh, she's crying. Okay. Cool. All right. We've got fashion preview in. We just got our mental prep in. So we're going to wrap up, Georgie, because guess what happens next week? Thanksgiving. Let me think. We play the Vikings. That too. That too. But not until we have our wonderful little Thanksgiving thing. So um, our show's always been about that a little bit. So next week with Thanksgiving – uh, we just want to give a shout out to everybody to be safe, whether you're traveling or not, whatever you're going to be doing. Uh, and for many of us, it's a great time to gather with family and friends to share food and some time together. So I just thought the two of you, if we had a consensus, is or maybe is there a quick Thanksgiving memory that you guys have that um, stirs fondness? Pecan pie. Yeah. I mean, I don't like pecans at all, but my grandma Phyllis is Bruce's, uh, Bruce's mom. Her pecan pie. Holy shnikes. Even you guys are eating rhubarb. It's not even good, but her rhubarb pie was phenomenal. <laughs> it's true. Not even good, but it was delicious. And I'm it, so, I mean, I, I always think of my memories from Thanksgiving. We're always going to my grandma Phyllis's house. And as a little kid in my grandparents' house where my dad grew up, um, about an hour drive north, maybe it's two hours, depending on where we were living at the time. Um, and it was always these, we'd have these awesome Thanksgiving meals. Grandma would be cooking all day. Um, but my favorite thing was just the house itself was literally 
it was like I was living in like the seventies and eighties. Like it was never remodeled. It was never remodeled. The carpet was the same. It was always clean and it was pristine, but it was just, everything was the same and it still is the same to this day. And so whenever okay. I, I literally walk in and it still smells the same. Like everyone has a grandparent house smell. Like we all know that. Or almost but, this like minty old man smell. <laughs> yes. But it smells the exact same. And I just remember running around there and um, my grandma's <laughs> Your tractor, like the model ones that are nice and big. I'd play with those. We'd watch Disney movies, so many VHS movies. My grandpa had one of the massive, like 55 inch box TVs that were like the coolest thing ever, but it was like four feet in width. Right. Deep, deep, deep. It was deep. like, yeah. so it was like a 55 inch screen and it went four feet back. Hilarious. So um, I have a bunch of fantastic memories of that. Um, playing a bunch of cards. Uh, so many cards all right you want to add anything else that oh it? no that's okay that's it so uh we hope everybody's got some of those memories but holidays for some though as we all know are not always full of cheer or joy and we want to remember all of those facing any of those kind of challenges so if you're in a situation to help others we want to encourage folks to do what you can and look around locally one of the charities um that people would remember from our show from last year that we partnered with is the second harvest folks in silicon valley so they do meal prep and uh, mostly kind of give groceries. People drive in. They're really big on the Thanksgiving stuff. So they are feeding many, many, many families and individuals this year. And they'll be doing full Thanksgiving meals for families who request them. Uh, so we just want to encourage folks, if you can help support them or even another food bank, because there's others. And if there's something local for you guys, all good. Uh, so please do so. And links to the second uh, Harvest Silicon Valley uh, their donation page will be in the show notes and we will be making our weekly donation to the second harvest folks this week. So, all right. Then. So if you can't do so time, treasure or talent, so time, right. So if you can go and invest or show up, maybe volunteer, do anything like that. They, they um, need food handlers to package yeah. all the stuff. So that's always a need. So treasures, if you can give any money, um, if you can donate, that's obviously a great thing to do also. And then talent, um, maybe it's even just promoting it on social media or, kind of spreading the word or just getting it out or sharing something about it at work. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved. So don't think of this as like a single-minded thing. Just really see how far your reach can go because you can really help a lot of people that way. That was really nice. Thanks, Bob. Wow. Hey, you're really good at that. Um, thank okay. you guys for having me well, on. I love you so much. Last question. Wait, wait, What's more... giving you hope this no, week? No, no, no. Wait, wait. One more thing. So also to uh, fans out there, we want to give a, just a sneak preview of a food drive that George is going to be involved in working with the Second Harvest folks. It's going to be local there in the Santa Clara area with a um, retailer in the area. We're going to be on site there for a little bit of time. And uh, George will be, we're still figuring all the details out, maybe some photographs, autographing some stuff in exchange for food donations and or cash donations to uh, Second Harvest. So we're super excited about that. So look for more on that. We'll be posting exact location and time coming up so we're thrilled to do that and again just encourage folks to kind of look around and do what you can do as well so excited to be a part of that process 100%. so all right Jane? what's giving you hope george what's giving me hope um let's see first thing that just came to mind thanksgiving i love the holidays um it is fun to be able to spend time with your family um, and I know we, we do see each other a lot, no matter how much you guys say we don't see each other. We do, but being able to celebrate a holiday, sit down and have a big dinner together. 
Um, but it's all of my family, Claire's family. It's just fun to have everybody together, have conversations. You don't get to do it all the time. Um, get that makes me And one of the other things that makes me very hopeful, uh, I do love fall. I really do. Fall is a fantastic, um, I like it. It's a fantastic season. I like it when it gets cooler. Um, and it just makes me really feel like it's football season. Um, and that, you know, football gives me hope a lot. So those are the things that are giving me hope. Um, and this meal that's sitting right in front of me for the last 30 minutes that I haven't been able to eat. All right, we got to go. That's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning yeah. in to Hidden Pearl Podcast. Happy Make Thanksgiving sure. to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all right, bye, all. One, action. Go! All right. I love you guys. See ya. Goodbye. Hey, folks, Bruce Kittle here with Hidden Pearls Podcast. Uh, this week, while we traveled to Jacksonville to play the Jags, uh, just we wanted to acknowledge the six Florida National Guard members that are attending the game uh, as our guests, and we're thrilled to do that. George and Claire are both thrilled to do it as well. So we've been doing that each week, um, and we're glad to do so. And I, so I just want to read the names of the folks that are going. And... Um, I've got the bio of one of the individuals who's a huge Niners fan. So they found somebody in Florida that's a big Niners fan. So he will also be going to the game. So I'll read that bio. But again, just a shout out to uh, all the men and women who serve our country in so many ways uh, and do so many things for us that a lot of us don't have any idea about. So anyway, so our gratitude. So our attendees are Sergeant Miller, uh, Sergeant Johnson, Chief Warrant Officer 2 Thomas, if I got that right, I hope so, uh, Major Locklear. Uh, Master Sergeant Collins and First Sergeant Lewis. So this is a bio on Master Sergeant Matthew Collins. Uh, born in Le- Leamington, England, before immigrating with his family to the United States at five in, 19, in 1980. Listed in the Florida Army National Guard in October of 1994. Completed his basic combat training in Fort Knox, uh, Kentucky, and advanced individual training in Fort Jackson, South Carolina, then assigned to the 153rd Finance Battalion, St. Augustine, Florida. Went through several different ranks and trainings there. Um, other assignments include Florida National Guard Counter Drug Drug Demand Reduction Program, a lot, where he served as a high school education NCO, working directly with local community partnerships in some of the hardest hit communities throughout Florida, educating high school students on the dangers of drug use, as well as the opportunities offered by service in the military. In April 2001, Master Sergeant Collins looked to increase his role as a mentor to young people by becoming a recruiter in the Florida Army National Guard's Recruiting and Retention Battalion. Um, His time as a production recruiter includes seven-time mission maker, two-time RRB commander award winner, as well as earning the Recruiter Master Badge. As a production recruiter from September 2001 through 2009, he enlisted 131 soldiers in the Florida National Guard, which positively impacted countless lives while improving the readiness of the Florida Army National Guard. MSG Collins progressed in various roles within the recruiting and retention battalion, including initial active duty training, battalion training, NCO, battalion marketing, NCOIC, as well as the NCOIC of staff operations. All right. 2014, Master Sergeant Collins served as a senior non-commissioned officer in charge during the Florida Army National Guard's first ever cultural understanding and language proficiency mission, excuse me, to the island of Dominica. This mission included working closely with their police and military formations in an effort to share both nations' military customs and courtesies, as well as build lasting cultural relationships. Uh, Then, let's see, uh, Master Sergeant Collins' military education includes recruiting and retention, ARNG, 
a lot of acronyms. So I'm sorry, guys, don't know all those, but Army Basic Instructor Course, as well as the United States Army Master Leader Course, among many others. His awards include Army Commendation Medal, fifth award, Army Achievement Medal, sixth award, Reserve Component Overseas Training Ribbon, Florida Commendation Medal, as well as various other state federal awards. He has an associate's degree from Columbia Southern University and is currently enrolled in their undergraduate business administration and marketing program. Uh, he currently serves as section chief leading Army National Guard recruiting operations for East Central Florida uh, and is a first generation immigrant to the United States. He is humbled to wear the uniform of an American soldier and takes enormous pride in his service as well as the opportunities that have been given to him by both military service as well as become a citizen of the United States. He currently resides uh, in Florida with his wife, Marie, and their daughter, Ella. So we thank him for his service and also the other individuals I mentioned and everybody else that we don't have the chance to mention because there's so many of them. But thank you again to all of them. We hope they enjoy the game and uh, we'll get a picture posted once we get back from the game and hopefully we'll be able to catch up with them down there and get a pit. All right, everybody take care. Have a super great week and uh, let's go Niners. Mm -hmm.